So let's move up the security model now um, and, and talk a little bit about um, the operational layer, or the oh, people layer. People. Yeah, and, and you know, often but enough, people are the weakest link. But they're also your first and last line of defense as well. Fair enough, fair enough. And, and, and to leverage that, that, uh, that capability that people intelligence brings into an overall organization. Sure. Could you share some examples of your operational security um, you know, programs and, and how something like that might, might enhance an overall um, posture for an organization? No, that's, that's a, a fair and very good question. When you start looking at the operational aspects, you do focus on the people element of that. <clears throat> and some of the things associated with people would be the creation, the identification, the management of logical access within your environment, right? So you've now laid this foundation of information assets. You've now created a way to, to distribute products and services to your customer. Now you have to leverage people as the mechanisms to really drive those changes and push that distribution channel. So that's one of the areas that I think about is, is the provisioning environment. The second element that I think about is really logging and managing logging and understanding what's occurring within your, within your, uh, your environment. And I think that's where people come into play. Again, it's because it's the people that understand what's transpiring in your environment that can make sense as far as whether or not it's a risk or whether or not it's a benign event that's actually manifesting. So technology, the previous layer we discussed, is a way to automate repeatable functions. Absolutely. But the real intelligence comes from this operational security level where people, through policy and process, apply logic Correct. In, in, into an overall Correct, environment. Correct, absolutely. Um, and, then, and then when extending, extending that operational layer to business continuity, sure. another pillar of, of, of the blueprint here, what are some of the elements that you find um, are critical in any BC program? Oh, any BC program. I think the, the first thing that's critical, we always talk about you know, business impact analysis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but let's you know, delve down deeper to really understand what that means. That means what are the critical people, what are the critical assets, when are the, and when are they needed, mm -hmm. right? And some of the things associated with that is what are my availability requirements are. So the key takeaway there is understanding the business dependency um, on IT. Absolutely. And then the who, the what, and the when. Correct. To get it done when, when there is an incident or an impact. Absolutely. So that brings us to, to the top of the blueprint here, focused on security strategy and security organization. I know strategy is an area that you've held uh, as a very important element in an, any program. So if you wouldn't mind sharing some of your, your, your experiences sure. um, around key elements to be incorporated within a security strategy, that would be very helpful. No, that's good. So when you look at the security blueprint, there are two key pillars that reside within the strategy level, right? Those pillars are security strategy as well as security organization. Now before we jump to elements of those, uh, when you start planning out your risk management strategy, I think the first thing that you have to do is understand the business strategy because your risk strategy should be in alignment and a facilitator of the business strategy. Now let's talk about those two elements, specifically security strategy and security organization. When I think of security strategy, I start thinking of security reference architecture, right? Mm -hmm. What are the information assets I want to protect? How do I want to protect them? What are some of the metrics that I'm going to use to evaluate how well we are protecting them? And then when I get to security organization, I want to understand my business and its organizational structure because I want to make sure that I either pair or at least at a minimum make sure my organization is in alignment to help facilitate the business's goals and objectives. So that's understanding your relationships with people like your general counsel's office, you know, internal audit, perhaps marketing, 
distribution, and other BUs within the firm. I think one of the challenges that we as you know, risk officers have some time within firms as it relates to really garnering or gaining capital is that we don't illustrate how our respective program and our strategic initiatives are actually going to help benefit, aka drive the business's respective goals and objectives. So it really comes down to business value and understanding what the business goals and objectives are, being able to interpret them. In essence, you don't own the risk. Absolutely. The business owns the That's risk. Correct. And the, the value provided if a program's architected in, in the manner that you've described is, is one where you pr can provide a lens into what risk the business is, absor is absorbing right. and, and the business can evaluate whether or not they're getting the adequate return on that risk. Correct, correct. So I think we did a good job going through the blueprint from a top-down view and a bottoms-up view. That we did. And uh, I think for the next section, it'd be helpful to go through the blueprint as applied to different vertical industries.